What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, interesting question being posed by a uh, a person in what what magazine was it? Website uh, Compact. Compact. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it actually wasn't even a question. His thing is uh, forget about the founding fathers. Why are we even bothering with what they would think of Aren't what they we're annoying? doing right now? They're annoying. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the, make the you toe the line on this constitution that's lasted. Longer than any constitution in the history of mankind. Why would you even bother with it? Yes. Why? There you go. So we'll uh, we'll look into that and try to figure out why we are still following these people who've been long dead. Uh, coming up in just a minute. Tuttle Twins is having their biggest Black Friday deal ever with their books and bundles and some very special one-time bonuses you're not going to see again. These books are an absolute must. Uh, our our team reads them with our kids, and, and I, you know I do as well. My, my daughter Ainsley loves them, and we read them often, uh, you know, before bed because they're not only are books that I know aren't going to have woke nonsense in them, but they also teach foundational lessons that are really important for them to understand and understand early in life. You know, it, it, I mean, it's everything from inflation to the economy to starting a small business. Uh, there's a million things, and they're hidden in these like you know, interesting stories. So kids actually want to read them. Um, we can learn, you know, from uh, from the right voices, or we can learn from the wrong ones. And we know what our schools are doing right now. So, if you want to instill true principles to of the founding of our nation into your kids and have them look up to the heroes that built our country to be empowered self-motivated and to think critically you need the Tuttle Twins books I mean the story we're about to go into is going to give you the ultimate case for the Tuttle Twins books we just forget our founders why should we learn anything about them why should we understand what they thought and why they thought it that's not what I want in my kids and uh, honestly I doubt that you want it as well these aren't lessons found in schools if you want to uh, and have kids that cherish and defend our nation's core values. These books are key. They're the antidote, antidote to everything you're getting in school. Woke, wokeism and Marxism and all the garbage they get online. Tuttle Twins has two phenomenal bundles this week only. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Uh, get the Black Friday deal they got going on right now. Great gift for any kid in your life. It is TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Why bother with a American founding fathers. Yeah. I mean, what do they know? What what, what did they yes, know? Yes, thank you. Right? Let's go through this, because this is interesting. Okay. It's The title of the story is Forget <laughs> the Founding Fathers. It's in Compact Magazine and is uh, by Michael Lind. Now, I, I Michael Lind sounded familiar to me, but I couldn't remember all the details. So I let me give you this right up, this just so you know his background. Michael Lind's ideological stance has evolved over time. He's been associated with various political perspectives. Initially, he was considered a neoconservative, particularly hmm. in the context of New Deal liberalism. However, Lind has also been critical of the American right and seen as, in, as seen in his books like Up From Conservatism, Why the Right is Wrong for America. His work and views have often defied easy ca- categorization. So, you know, not necessarily uh, hardcore leftist, had some conservative parts in, in his life, sort of, but... I'm just I'm just fascinated by the take here. Here it is. Let me give this to you back because this I thought I read this story. And I was like this column and I was like, this is this is for made for Pat Gray. 
Uh-huh. This okay. is, this is like <laughs> right in your wheelhouse. What would the founding fathers think of today's America? How would they advise us to address their, the great domestic and foreign challenges of our time? Would they be proud of contemporary Americans for preserving their handiwork, or would they despair of what has become of the United States in the 21st century? Uh, despair. Well, that's, that's not what he has is the oh, answer. He okay. says, the answer to all of these questions is the same. Who cares? <laughs> Jeez. Seriously, who cares what James Madison would have thought about internet mm. regulation? Who cares what Thomas Jefferson might have said about the war in Ukraine? The cult of the American founding. Wow. <laughs> what a sentence. Jeez. The cult of the American founding has no parallels in other English-speaking democracies. A British prime minister who declared that the 21st century Britain must turn for guidance to Horace Walpole or Pitt the Younger would be considered daft. Most Australians would be hard-pressed to name more than the smallest handful of the founders. <laughs> Ironically, some of the American founding fathers themselves seem to have foreseen the future cult devoted to their veneration. In 1790, John Adams complained in a letter to Benjamin Rush, the history of our revolution will be one con uh, continued lie from one end to the other. The essence of the whole will be that Dr. Franklin's electrical rod smote the earth and outsprung George Washington. At least that would be more interesting than the present version of an American uh, political ancestor worship in which the founders, like a cloud of ghosts, hover over our shoulders, smiling in approval or shuddering in disgust. What a view Jeez. of where we are in our country. And, and I don't think anyone, I certainly don't, look at our founders as gods. I don't look at them no. as perfect. What I look at, one of the things I... I Certainly I, inspired, though. Inspired by God, mm. yes. W very wise, mm -hmm. very yes. inspired. Mm -hmm. And for all 56 of them to come together at the same time was an amazing... Well, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Uh, some of the smartest, best men to exist on the planet ever. Um, all together at the same time when we needed it. And there's a reason that our Constitution has lasted... As long as it has, when others have crumbled over and over and over and over. How many constitutions has Russia and the Soviet Union had in the same time period? I mean, dozens. Yeah. And that's dozens. sort of his point, although he <clears throat> seems to make it in a negative way, right? Like that, well, uh, everyone else has had lots of new ideas. Yeah, that's not good. No. That's not good. Stability is good. Yeah, stability is really good, especially when it, when it is uh, liberty and stability. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, it's only when we go away from their founding principles that we lose our liberty. Right. I think that's true. If we stuck <clears throat> to them, we would we not lose them. And again, like, <clears throat> look at the results of this. I, I think, you know, part of the proof is in the pudding, right? I think you could make the argument yeah. that certainly there are plenty of countries that have founders that suck. Yes. And maybe that's why they don't look up to them. <laughs> maybe. Right? But like maybe. Uh, the ideas that founded this country are really positive and they've led to America being the world's greatest superpower for how many years now? A long time. He brought up uh, Australia. Why would you know the founders of the penal colony? Why would you know that? You right. wouldn't. Right. That's not. You wouldn't. No, it's not. Canada, that he brings up Canada as well. I mean, I'm just skipping around a little bit. He brings up Canada. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I've, we've talked to people who have. Uh, who have shown some reverence for certain figures in Canadian history. There's not mm -hmm. that there's none, but like, you know, that's, we started something new that, yeah. that changed the world. It's not just even America. 
these founders changed the way humans were governed yeah and said to them hey maybe you should be the one with some power rather than everybody else and i guarantee you could find a million things from this guy and, and other others that would agree with him on the founders that will find all sorts of things that they mm. do agree with on the founders and, and revere them for right democracy mm. Mm. So, democracy mm. now of course we are not a democracy as we are careful to point out a constitutional republic however you know there are elements of democracy within our republic that are important and the left always tells us how much they revere them while they're trying to get candidates banned off of ballots yeah um but they certainly act like they revere them in those times and look it's not that you just have to re- revere your founders no matter who they are or what they did you revere the good things about them and yeah. the thing, the ideas that change the world. And I think right. I I maintain one of the most central things the founders figured out that almost no one else did, which makes them incredible people and makes them better than every politician we have today, is they they understood human fallibility. They understood that humans were not perfect. We were never mm-hmm. going to come up with a person who's going to be able to centrally manage the economy. They all realized that they would have different motivations and different problems, including themselves. They recognized the weakness in their in themselves and their own characters and designed a system where that wouldn't be a factor. You didn't need a perfect person to run the system. You didn't even need competent people. You we look at the president we have now. We're somehow still in existence with a guy who can't get through three straight sentences. <laughs> right? Yeah. He, they designed yeah. a system that Honestly, if you just keep your hands off of it, will run so incredibly well that you will, by default, be a world leader. By default, be the greatest country that has ever been imagined. Even if you don't do it right, even if you put in rules that screw it up from time to time, it's still better than everywhere else. Yeah. That's why they're revered. And and they're revered by other countries around the world mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and by leaders uh of other countries around the world in fact you know he makes the point that they're they're not worried about their founders well yeah because they really uh look to ours and they look to america at least they had until you know recently when uh we've kind of betrayed everything they ever stood for and so they're they're not as apt to look to America for the guidance and for the for the leadership because they're just not getting it anymore. We've got people who are so different from our founding fathers that um, America's not revered as it once was. No, at the present time, that's really Sadly. changed recently as we've started to implement ideas that were farther from the founders. I mean, right. there's no that's not a coincidence. It's no. central to the the problems we've had. The farther we get away from those ideas and and principles, not I mean, like not every obviously there's a lot of policy. They talked a heck of a lot about land usage. You know, they talked mm-hmm. a heck of a ownership. lot about ownership and agriculture and things mm-hmm. that like well, agriculture obviously still a vital part of what we do here in America. It's it's not as central to the economy as it once was. There's a, of course there are changes, but those principles guide the changes. And when they stop guiding the changes, you get what we have now. You get the mm-hmm. all of the problems that we have today. It all comes from us abandoning those principles. And that doesn't mean that we just blindly sit back and say, okay, we're going to follow everything that they ever did and we're never going to change. But I mean, central to what they did was the opportunity to adjust with constitutional amendments that would change 
uh, the country as the nation developed. They built that in because, again, they recognized their own fallibility. They realized they didn't have every perfect answer. No one's saying they do. But there's a process involved for when these things should change. And if you don't change it the right way, if you don't go through that process the right way and you just abandon these principles, you see weakness. And that's what we're seeing now. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing that this guy just said the quiet part out loud. You know, there's a lot of left wing people, um, politicians, journalists, media uh, types who feel the same way and just want just want to tell everybody, forget about the founders. There's no reason to follow them anymore. He, they just don't say it. They don't say it outright. And he is. He's saying the quiet part here. I, I'll bet you there's a lot of left wing people who feel the same way. Oh, totally. Totally. I, I, look, Woodrow Wilson felt the same way. Yeah. You, know, right. you, go, you can go back. There's right. been plenty of people who've been in power in this country and have felt the same way. He, he thought the Declaration of Independence was a joke. Why, what, what do we care about that? That happened a long Jeez. time ago. He wanted to, to basically stop teaching it. And, uh, you know. And he kind of got that accomplished, finally. It took I mean, him a while. It seems to be, yeah, took a while, but uh, I, don't, I don't think it's taught much in schools anymore. 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. My pillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. For instance, your towels. You go into stores, towels feel soft at the touch at first. Then you go home, use them, and you find they're not really absorbent at all. That's why my pillow now has my towels. They actually work. They're soft and absorbent. Now my pillow is excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. What makes these towels great is they're now made with 100% long staple Sherper cotton. This comb ring spun cotton is is what make these towels absorbent and softer than ever. Right now, you can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. With promo code BECK, you can get the designer premium line for $20 more. No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% savings. Find this offer. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Check out the new My Towels six-piece towel set and get 50% off in savings. Again, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Uh, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, Stu was just lamenting the fact that the uh, Eagles are probably going to get beat by the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs tonight. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not forfeiting the game for for the uh, America's team, the Philadelphia Eagles. America's um, but, team. But I will say, Andy <laughs> Reid off of a bye week. Yeah, uh, that's tough. Yeah, you got to be. That's tough. a tough proposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Reid just passed up uh, Tom Landry, a legend uh, on the all-time winning. Uh, list. He just got his 254th win to Tom Landry's 250th. So, like four games ago. He, Incredible. Three games ago, he passed him. Great coach. Great coach. Well, he's won 64% of his games. Uh, not too many better. Don Shula won 67% and 328 overall. George Hallis, 318 overall, 68%. Mm. And then Bill Belichick, who's apparently about to get fired. I can't imagine. Is that amazing? It's hard to believe. Wow. It does show, though, that maybe it was Tom Brady more than Bill Belichick. Certainly as a general manager, I don't think Belichick has held up. Not uh, real well he, the last few years. Yeah, he's still, I think, a, a good he's coach. He's a great coach. The question yeah. is whether he's still into it as much as he once was, right? Like, yeah. I, does he, is he living or dying with every single game? And what is he, close to 70? He's got to be, yeah, right? Yeah, I think he is. So, yeah, he's getting up there a little bit. 
And by the way, you said 68% um, was the best out of that group? Yeah. Just want to point out Nick Sirianni, mm-hmm. 72%. Nick Sirianni. Head coach, Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. 31 and 12. Is he really? 31 and 12 in his career, yes. Okay, he's got a ways to go. But, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't uh, it's a good start. That. I didn't notice that. It is, it's, it's a, a hell good, of a good start, start to the season, or the uh, his career, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a big game tonight, Pat. Uh, Monday Night Football, Philadelphia Eagles at the Kansas City Chiefs. In Kansas City with Andy Reid off a of bye week. I remember when he was the Eagles coach, they never lost off of bye weeks. He was mm. always very well prepared for those games. Um, so it's going to be a tough task, but... I hope the Eagles are up to it. If not, I will be miserable tomorrow when you hear us on the show (laughs) and I'll act like my anger is probably targeted at Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom or whoever Mm -hmm. else. But it's really not. It's really just frustration over the Eagles losing, which I (laughs) hope doesn't happen, but I am afraid may. Uh, It's a tough schedule for the Eagles. They go through a bunch of really difficult games here and, and can come back to the pack very quickly, although they do have the best record in the National Football League. Do they? What is the record now? Eight and one. Oh, wow. Yeah. And their one loss was to Zach Wilson and the New York Jets, which <laughs> makes no freaking sense. No, it makes sense. total sense. It makes total sense. No, it does not. To one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? <laughs> is he? <laughs> which, does the NFL stand for something else in this particular analogy? Um, of course, you are a big BYU fan. Yes. And Zach Wilson Which is from, from, BYU. from whence uh, Andy Reid comes as well. Andy Reid, yeah. Yeah. Um, they they had a, a very close loss over the weekend. How does they that? Did. How do you feel about that? I was torn to shreds over it. <laughs> so because they had a chance, they had multiple chances. It's they Oklahoma could have won too. that game mm-hmm. against Oklahoma, and they bit they you know the last three weeks they hadn't been playing uh, well at all, and they got destroyed. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, they showed up on Saturday, almost won it, and just a couple of bad turnovers at the wrong time. Uh, messed it up for him it is amazing how central football is to the american culture like thursday really is a day of getting together sure there's Mm -hmm. giving giving saying sure there's family Mm -hmm. but let's be honest about it those games come on and all that stuff kind of turns off for a while and you're watching (laughs) you know many times which has been family can join me while i watch if they want yeah they can they just don't they shouldn't talk to you no no please don't no no please don't speak the talking was at the dinner table yeah now shut up let's watch some football (laughs) we're here the football's (laughs) on and this goes back to when you know the detroit lions were and they're very good this year and and i mean the bears blew a ridiculous game against them uh this this past weekend uh but the there have been eras where the lions were horrible they finished like you know three and 13 and everyone's (laughs) crowded around that that tv to watch the the Detroit Lions that one time every year because they're on every year. And then, of course, the awful Cowboys who are, everyone hates. Um, but the, <laughs> uh, but I don't think that's quite true. Yeah, it should be yeah. true. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but they'll be on again. We'll have to we'll have to suffer through another Cowboys game. And then you got the uh, the Lions and a third game uh, at night, which is a good one. It's the Seattle and I can't remember. Is it Seattle, San Francisco? It's a, it's a good oh. game. Yeah, Seattle, San Francisco yeah. on uh, at night. And then for the first time ever, a Black Friday game. Which I, I remember, Incredible. I'm old enough to remember what everyone was like, I can't believe they opened these stores on Black Friday. <laughs> oh, they, uh-huh. this should be a time for family. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, wait a minute, but I don't like my family enough for one day. I have to spend two days with them? I have to spend ba- Black Friday with them too? Mm. And, you know, what about the people who like going out shopping together? Like yeah. my, my grandma and my aunt, every Black Friday used to go out. And that was like a big part of their relationship. They loved doing it. Yeah, we used to we used to do that. 
get up at four in the morning and yeah. go shopping by five and you're at the stores five thirty right when they open. Yeah. You don't really need to almost nobody yeah, bothers with that. Now anymore. it's all online, obviously. Yeah. And, and and but that's okay. Like what's fascinating about this is like the people who are in the warehouses shipping all the products uh, that are bought on mm-hmm. Black Friday, that's fine. We're allowed yeah, to be okay fine. with that. Yeah. And we, we we don't care about the hourly worker who can make double their pay for a day. <laughs> we don't care about them. Oh, they, they should be spending time with their family. And they're like, wait a minute, this I can make more money today than I can make on any other day of the year. Why are you taking that away from me? Mm-hmm. And we say to them, well, you should be spending time with your family. We make your decisions for you. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, I Let people too. do what they want to do. If you want to look, you if you don't want to work at on Black Friday, you know, you don't have to work on Black Friday. You can find a job where you don't have to work on Black Friday, I guess. Uh, but like at the end of the day, what I found from most hourly employees are like, you know what? Honestly, I'd rather work on those days because I'm gonna make more money, make time and a half or double time in yeah. a lot of cases. Yeah. And uh, you know, my family sucks. So uh, <laughs> that's what I hear from hourly employees all the time. The Glenn Back Program. What are you looking for when you walk down the meat aisle at the grocery store? You're looking for some kind of real good meat that you can feed your family, right? You want something raised in America, and you're looking for something close to expiring because that's the only way you can get a good price? If you are in this situation, what you put on your table matters. And that's why you should get your meat from Good Ranchers, because you're going to cover all of those things. 85% of the grass-fed beef is imported from overseas, but not with Good Ranchers. They source all of their high-quality beef and chicken from local farms and ranches. And from every box ordered, Good Ranchers donates 10 meals to Americans in need. That's over a million meals so far. So do good while you eat good. Don't settle for less than the best meats, and don't settle for meat that's been raised overseas. Go to GoodRanchers.com and use my promo code BECK for $25 off any box do some serious good for yourself your family and others by having american meat delivered to your door goodranchers.com use the promo code beck for 25 dollars off at goodranchers.com glenn beck avoiding the woke mainstream messaging in favor of truth more glenn beck in a moment It is Pat and Stu on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, looks like Mike uh, in Georgia has a response to our guy who suggests we forget about what the Founding Fathers had to say. It's nonsense, and other countries don't worry about it. Uh, hey, Mike, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. Yeah, yes, my wife is English, mm-hmm. and I asked her a question a few uh, days ago about history and how they studied history in school. Mm-hmm. And I said, did you guys wonder about the American Revolution? And she looked at me like my hair was on fire. <laughs> so the answer was no. She said, no, why would, no. She said, no, why would we do that? I said, wasn't it a part of your history? <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, we, we were learning about kings and queens. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. All right. I mean, that's somewhat understandable Thanks, yeah, from their of, perspective. They're, they're embarrassed. In some uh, ways, it was not the best part of their history. No. They got they got beat up pretty badly in that one. Yeah, they got their anus kicked by a bunch of farmers, and uh, <laughs> and they don't, probably don't want to talk about that a lot. That's not normally the way it's put in history books, uh, <laughs> to be clear. But yes, that's basically what happened. I will say yeah. though, you know, it's funny. You look at a lot of the leading 
you know, conserv- a lot of conservative intellectuals come from Britain. Yes. And, and that's often because... It, John the, Locke. Yeah. Well, I mean, going, I was going to say current ones, because you go back and mm-hmm. they look at the history, where did the American movement really come from? And of course, mm-hmm. Great Britain's a huge piece of that puzzle. And Locke is... Yes. I mean, if you're going to talk about someone who's directly responsible for what happened here, I mean, Locke is one of those guys Definitely you, one you of have them. to mention. It's a big influence. Yeah. So, the Magna Carta, a big influence. Sure. So, so, you know, you can see why maybe there'd be an attraction there. However, like, I don't, it's, it's interesting to see that because I don't know that we would find an ability to have reference for another country who defeated us in a war and their founders. Like that would not be, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I can't think of any example necessarily where. Cause it's never happened to us. So uh, maybe that's why. Maybe that. But you think maybe that's it, why it has happened to them twice from us. If it happened. To, you're to, welcome. <laughs> uh, you're really helping the uh, our our closest relationship right. on the global scale today. Uh, but if it did happen to us, I don't think we'd be like, you know, who I really like are the founders of that country that kicked yeah, our I ass. Don't, like, I don't think, I don't so think that would be no. what we would say. Probably not. It probably, probably would not, not be central so to our history. Of, of the ones who is. who do revere our founders and our founding principles. I wish you could find some people in America who revere, revered them because it feels like <laughs> yeah, there's a shortage. Nice? <laughs> oh man, I it, it just it's not. It's not taught. And more than that, I think the opposite of being proud of America is taught in schools a lot. Yeah. And it's made a big impact on millennials because they, you know, they think that this is a bad country and they focus on slavery and they focus on the foibles of this and the things that we had to overcome and are still trying to overcome. Whereas what other country on earth does that? What other country focuses on their mistakes and teaches their mistakes? Very few. If any. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine it, really. You do see, I think, similar things that happen with Israel occasionally. Yeah. Um, you know, certain, <clears throat> certain allies of the United States will do this, uh, but not often enough. And I think y- you look at, this is something we talked about a little bit last week, when it comes to the Osama bin, letter, bin Laden letter going viral on TikTok. And it's like, that's only possible in a country where the education system has told them over and over again, actually, this is a bad country. So you have that basis, right? You have that foundation that says, hey, you live in a bad country. You are, the American people are a bad people. They're not exceptional other than the fact that they're exceptionally bad. And if you have a situation where they already kind of believe that as a foundational part of their education, they can be won over even by the words of a madman. And that's, of course, who Osama bin Laden was. And they proved that positively last week. So good for them. That's great. <laughs> it really it's is amazing. incredible. It I, is. I don't know what, like, there are certain things you can try to do something about, right? You've, if you've lost a person to the bin Laden letter, you're never winning them over with coherent thought. That's not going to happen. You know, you might as well give up on those people and go yeah. for people that are actually engaged with their minds. But it is fascinating that anyone could fall for that. And this is this is, is a man who it's sad. brutally murdered a bunch of innocent people for no reason. Yeah. And, and you may like, well, it's not no reason. He wrote that letter. I read the letter. Did they? I bet they didn't. It's 3,840 words. My guess is no no chance they actually read the letter. And especially when you kind of look at like, what's the, there's a line near the end that we didn't even talk about the other day that it says something to the effect of, we desire death more than you desire life. That is what Bin Laden said to America. And it's like, these people going on TikTok, did mm-hmm. they read that line? 
<laughs> are they? Oh, wow, I was won over by the fact that he likes death more than we like life. Really? Okay, uh, I, then you're a lost cause. Okay, can't help you. No, uh, you can't. Yeah. You can't be helped. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, it's likely they didn't even read the letter because I will say it was written. It was not like a. It was not designed. It was designed for the American people, but it was not designed for uh, people who watch the Kardashians. It is a uh, a bunch of uh, you know it's subsections and you know re- arguments that you need to have some historical knowledge of. And it, there's it, mm-hmm. this is not like designed for people who wa- who are on TikTok all day. Okay, yeah. but I will say that like when you read it, there are places where it's blatant anti-Semitism. It's obviously blatant anti-Americanism. It's blatant anti-capitalist. Again, it's someone who's on yeah. um, even a, 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 a capitalist enterprise run by the Chinese government would understand that there are some benefits to capitalism. I would think the fact that you're even accessing this information at all is capitalism at work. Mm-hmm. And again, like I, not everything that comes out of capitalism is always super desirable, but it is still the best system that we have. And then you go to the end of it, like, I mean, someone described this, I can't remember who it was, but described it uh, accurately, I think. Th- that line of, we desire death more than you desire life, is, it's a death cult. It's something a death cult would say. Someone mm-hmm. who is drinking Kool-Aid in, you know, uh, in some African uh, desert is going to say, hey, we desire death more than we desire life. And that's what the movement that all of a sudden americans are falling in love with that was what was at their core it's the same thing that was at with hamas you know you look at hamas and you see how they are celebrating the deaths of jews that is a death cult nothing short of a death cult i was and we can get this at times overblown right where like you see something trending on tiktok and you're like gosh we are we are being lost i did see a, a more scientific poll uh, which was a little inspiring. I mean, slightly more inspiring uh, than Osama bin Laden, bin Laden uh, trending on TikTok. Um, that went over the approval rating of some of these groups, and it goes through the typical groups, and you know, you, you try to uh, which which organizations are popular, which candidates are popular, mm. um, you know, and uh, you'd think you know some of they're all right around where you expect them to be. Where would you see think Hamas was in the United States? If you had to say, what is a Hamas approval rating in, in the, the United US? States? Uh, wow. Jeez. I shudder to think, but um, based on what happened with TikTok, uh, I'm going to say 35%. 35%. 35%. Now, that's, I will say, somewhat close <laughs> to what I would have probably guessed before seeing uh, the poll. And so... I was inspired okay. by the result. Uh, the approval rating for Hamas in the United States, 1%. 1. Wow. To negative, really? Negative 81. So a minus 80. Wow. So that is Good. a bit inspiring. Now, of course, yeah, that is. does have 20% who don't have their mind up or don't know enough about Hamas, which is a little depressing. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is an NBC poll, by the way. Now, again, I wouldn't say that you could lock in 1% from an NBC poll, but you could probably guess it's certainly beneath 10, which is better than I would have thought, honestly, yeah, after yeah. watching. Yeah. So maybe we are at times emphasizing the worst elements of our society a little more <laughs> right. than we should. I, I'm willing to take some some uh, responsibility for occasionally doing that. Let me give you this all, all these results. Some of them are pretty interesting. Um, Israel. 47% positive, 24% negative. 
the rest in the middle somewhere. Uh, that's a plus 23 for Israel. Okay. Ukraine plus uh, is plus 21, slightly behind them. Uh, 45% positive, 24% negative. I bring that one up. Mm. Int- I think it's interesting because it's pretty similar to Israel. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, it highlights... too high. It highlights... I think that is too high. It should not be as is positive as, as Israel. It's They're a corrupt nation. A very corrupt nation. Uh, again, I think wrongly attacked and are and, and, yeah, and I right. think have the right to defend themselves. But uh, I, I wouldn't think our, our view would be as positive. The reason why I think it's important to bring up is to remember as conservatives who are really skeptical about helping Ukraine and, and, and funding Ukraine and the open checkbook that we seem to have for them and the mm-hmm. Biden uh, unending support for as long as it takes, et cetera, et cetera. We have to understand that 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 issue isn't as toxic for all voters as it is in Republican primaries. And you see a lot of these candidates coming out, you know, Vivek is big on this, where he's basically like cut off all funding right now. And, you know, really, you know, he I think he said it was a mistake, but kind of referred to Zelensky as a Nazi in the last debate. Um, Hmm. That sort of stuff is going to play better in the Republican primary than it is to the general electorate. And that's just something mm-hmm. to remember. It doesn't mean you change your view, but it, when you're messaging these things, it's important to remember. Nikki Haley is 24% positive, 28% negative. Shows how little people know of Nikki Haley. A lot of the people mm-hmm. in the United States have no opinion on her whatsoever. However, she's only minus four. Mike Johnson, new uh, Speaker of the House, is 14% positive, 23% negative. No one knows who he is. Um, but he's still minus uh, minus uh, nine. Well, yeah, because he's getting hammered by the Democrats. That's yeah. the only thing they know about it. It's the only thing you know is that he's this. Yeah. I, he's watching porn with his son or something, according to the media. Yeah, which is not true, of course. Donald Trump, thirty six percent positive, fifty two percent negative, minus sixteen. What's interesting, mainly wow. about that number, is the next one. Again, think of what they say about Donald Trump. He's Hitler. He's trying to overthrow mm-hmm. throw the government. He's the worst guy in the world. Next guy on the list, Joe Biden, 36% positive, the exact same number. However, 53% negative, one point worse. He's a minus 17. Jeez. That is incredible. And this is NBC News telling you this. A sitting president. Sitting president. Minus who 17. Who has access to the bully pulpit, who has a, a press conference. Virtually every day mm. where he's, you know, he's got a spokesperson singing his praises every day, telling us how to feel about him every day. Yeah. And still 17% underwater. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing. Uh, Palestine. Now, this is hard to pull because it's not a place. Yeah. So how, we, right. how what should our opinion be about this place that does not actually exist? But Palestine, 20% positive, 38% negative, a minus 18 not exactly, um, hmm. not exactly hmm. uh, positive news for Ron DeSantis, who comes in slightly below, oh, below no. Palestine. Oh, no. <laughs> How is this possible? 27% positive, 47% negative, uh, minus wow. 20. That's incredible. Worst news. Why? I, I don't know. I mean, again, Why? I guess the negative stuff. I don't understand that. I think uh, here's, here's, here's one theory for you. Trump voters are not going to respond positively to Ron DeSantis right now. True. That's and true. the majority of the Republican voters are Trump right. voters, and they're yes. he's in a current competition. So the, right. a lot of those voters that would normally love Ron DeSantis and did love him six months ago, yeah. now we're looking at him maybe more negatively. Did you also see the poll number out of uh, Florida, supposedly, that he's uh, behind by 39 points in Florida? It, to Trump? Yeah. That's, I mean, it's incredible. 39 points. Again, look, in I think- In Florida. We, we talked about this. I think there's an emotional 
connection to Trump that you can't overcome. Yeah, and, the, uh, and, and nobody's I, going to. I don't know if anyone is. Yeah. Uh, who knows? A um, couple more here. And last mm -hmm. place on the politician list is Kamala Harris, 29% positive, 52% negative, and minus 23. <laughs> Jeez. And she, she goes only, out of all the people polled, the only... Uh, Things she's ahead of is Hamas, which was one percent positive <laughs> and eighty-one percent negative. Congratulations on that! And Russia Good for her, which is three percent positive, seventy-seven percent negative. Oh, they're only so seventy-four percent underwater. <laughs> so uh, that's not bad. Again, if Kamala was running against Hamas or Russia, she'd probably win. <laughs> Other than that, she would lose every single race. More coming up. All right, let me tell you about uh, the Tuttle Twins. Uh, we I mean, what a good hour for uh, Tuttle Twins talk because we've been talking about how the establishment when it comes to the education and our media have let our kids down. They don't teach us and our, our kids the right things anymore. They're really putting them in a situation where they're lost. And how do they come out of that? What do they look like generations from now? If you want to install true principles of the founding of our nation to our kids, you got to you know connect them to our heroes who built our country. Uh, people who were, you know, I don't know, you got to Get them to be empowered. You got to get them to be self-motivated and to think critically. You need the Tuttle Twins books. Trust me, these lessons aren't found in schools, as you absolutely know by now. And if you want to kids, our kids to cherish and defend our nation's core values, these books are honestly really key. The books are the antidote to antidote to uh, wokeism and Marxism and the garbage kids learn at school or online. Um, so Tuttle Twins has two phenomenal bundles you need to know about. It's a big Black Friday sale this week only. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, find out all about them, get the Black Friday deal and all the one-time bonuses that are available this week only with TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Uh, Our kids love these books. Your kids will as well. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Bill Maher sort of defended Vivek Ramaswamy on his show the other night. Um, Donna Brazil was um, being a little bit racist, and this is according to Bill Maher. Listen, listen to this. What the exchange here on Vivek? And Vivek needs to just shut the hell up and go home. I'm tired. Yay! What a great yeah. point. Let's clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, shut the hell up. It's. It's Vivek. Vivek. Well, whatever. Not that I have, Vivek. Whatever. Would you, would you say that about uh, other Donna, ethnic? I'm Donna. Vivek. Is it Vivek Ramasama? It's funny. He's misrepresenting. Vivek Ramaswamy. Thank you so much. I, I know, learn but, so much when I come on this show. I know. But, <laughs> Vivek. Listen, Vivek. Vivek needs to go home. I, I, look, <laughs> where? To India? Is that what you're saying? I just, I just feel like there's something wrong with everybody refusing to yeah. learn to say his name. I just feel there's a little racism there. That's amazing to me. Mm. That's that's something. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I would know. not expect him to point that out. I would not either. Um, I, look, is it a is it racism? I mean, uh, well, they would they say would so. Say it. They would say it is. If like, you I, were mispronouncing Barack Obama's right. name. 
uh, you'd like, be a racist. Every time people said Osama by mistake, yes. they, they called them racist. Yep. And, you know, look, it was one letter off, and you know, the name was both, it was in our consciousness, uh, obviously. If yeah. we were on purpose mispronouncing Donna Brazil's name, mm-hmm. I bet she she'd be would offended say it's by racist. that, yes. and so, she'd say it's racist. I mean, I think it's more like they don't like him as a candidate and want yeah, to find a way to mock him, Probably. but still, it, but it, if you said by their go standards, home, oh, yeah. they would absolutely assume mm-hmm. you're talking about India. Yep. Or with Barack Obama, you're talking about Kenya. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program.